This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Black and Abdallah on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Friday night here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. All calls welcome Friday night calls. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. We're talking football. We're talking about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We'll preview the games coming up. And also, I think I'm going to sneak in an NBA notebook. I got to get it done tonight before Abdallah comes back on Monday. He, he won't be interested in hearing my NBA thoughts on Monday next week. So I, I have to get this NBA notebook in tonight before we uh, leave. I also have good question uh, later on this evening and also uh, Chauncey's football picks. I have an update on Chauncey's football picks. Uh, he had a great season. So I'll give you that update coming up this hour here on ESPN 1000. JR in Oak Lawn, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, JR? Hey, how you doing? What's hey, up, I was man? wondering, what do you think the chances are? I, I a lot of stuff has to happen, right? But I, I think Fields is the right guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the right thing to do is to trade. If we can get the Texans to move up and, and trade the number one and we, we end up with the two, what do you think the chances are we trade that two and move down a little bit farther and try and stockpile some picks? I mean, I, I think we'd have to be uh, someone's – the Colts would have to think somebody's going to trade with the Cardinals, I think, to jump in and grab one of the other quarterbacks. But – what do you think about trying to trade that down stockpile maybe four first-rounders over the next year year or two years? Well, that would be great. Um, if the Bears could kind of manage that, JR, and I think if they could somehow keep a pick that's within the top 10 and then move down twice, I think they could still be in play for the top wide receiver. And I think if you could move back, get multiple picks, and then still land a wide receiver at like 8 or like maybe 9, 10, that range, I think that would be the best outcome. Get a few picks, a few other guys that you could get like back of first round or or next year in the first round, but really being able to land a wide receiver without having to reach at like four, I think that would be the best ideal fit. What about taking, um, you know, the tackle from Ohio State? He's probably going to be there between eight and ten, somewhere in there. Sure. If if they pick grab the tackle there, I mean, is it deep enough to get a wide receiver in that with our second pick? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. But if you're looking for one of the top two guys, I don't think the top two guys will be there if you're like, say, late, late first round or even second. I don't think they're going to be there. I got you. All right. Good call. Thanks, JR. All right. Thanks, sir. There's JR in Oak Lawn. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. Gabrielle in Austin. You're in ESPN 1000. What's up, man? Gabe? Gabrielle? Going once. He gone. Sherman in Chatham. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Hey, uh, so what's your, uh, you, you're invited to a potluck dinner. What's your go-to dish? What you bringing? Do I have to cook it, or can I bring it? Can I buy it? Uh, let's say you got to cook it. Okay, I have to cook it. All right, potluck. Uh, is it a main or is it a side? It's a main. Main, No, okay. give me a side. Me oh, a side. Right. well, if, yeah. if it's a side, I would go with macaroni and cheese. 
I think oh, I could. That's a tricky one. I could whip together some good mac and cheese. Think, okay, you're either going to be the that. head of the party or you're going to be the dog of the party with that one. <laughs> well, you got to go for broke, right? Like, what are we doing here? You don't, you don't just go for average. We try to be the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherman, what would you bring? Uh, well, you know, I, I make a mean pot of spaghetti. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I make a three-meat pot of spaghetti, uh, and then i got to finish it off with a nice buttery homemade garlic texas toast oh yeah see texas toast or any kind of i get invited to a lot of potlucks for my spaghetti do you okay so what's the secret uh you know i i uh i really it's a very meaty brand of spaghetti i'm gonna throw some italian sausage in there i'm gonna depending upon who i'm fixing it for or who's gonna be eating it with me i'm gonna either throw some ground turkey or ground beef in there then I'm going to have some pepperoni in there, and I'm also going to throw wow. in there some uh, some ground Italian sausage as well. Okay, and and so yeah. what, what is the sauce consist of? Just uh, tomatoes? Uh, you know, my sauce recipe is still a, uh, I, I, that's still a work in progress. Okay, all right, all right. I've been I've been tinkering around with that. Uh, but it's it's kind of a combination of a few different barbecue sauces along with some spaghetti sauce. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I love barbecue, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, Sherman. If I had to give you a main, I'm not sure what I could do. Maybe maybe a little chicken parm? I could maybe make some chicken parm. I could do that. Well, you, you, you can't go wrong for a main. You can't go wrong with just some good old-fashioned chicken breasts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, can't I, go wrong. Yeah, you're right. Uh, season it up. Cook it. Would you yeah. Would you put any sauce with that? No, no, no sauce with that. I'd have some dipping sauces on the side for it. Oh. You know, I kind of yeah, I I cut some up, slice some up, uh, like kind of a, like a chicken strip style. That sure. I have some uh, some thinly sliced. So if you want to put it in that Texas toast, make a sandwich, oh, and then yeah. I just have some uh, whole chicken breast. All right, that's good. I like it, Sherman. Thanks for the phone call. Love your show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. 312-332-3776. Black and Abdallah, all calls welcome. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. That's a good question. What would you make for a potluck? I don't think I've been invited to a potluck dinner. Like, we we just either go out or you go to someone's house and they, they just cook. I've... I don't think I've ever been involved in a situation where we're all bringing something to the to the table. I don't recall that. I kind of feel like like Thanksgiving this year we hosted and everyone brought something. Um, we cooked as well, but like everyone brought something like a side. I don't think we would call that a, a potluck though. I think that's more of a everyone brings one thing and then you see what you get at the end, right? Like, that's the entire point of getting that done. Esteban in Texas listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Esteban? Hey, good evening, Black. <laughs> What's I up, was man? Now right now, I was just thinking right now, you know, uh, Rick James always brought the freak out that night, and you bring out the weirdos that night, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> <you call today. laughs> um, it's um, what but, we do, my man. Know, it's what we do at yeah, night. I, I see that. Um, you know, just t- talking about the draft, I really think that Cole should – you know, this is definitely not a one-year program this is a, or one-year plan. Excuse me, this is like at least a two or three-year plan. I should, def, I definitely hope that he uh, trades with someone in the top four 
you know, Colts and Texans because we can pretty much uh, say, make a safe bet that they're not going to be really good next year, so they're going to have a high pick. Right. And, right. you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be out there next year. Sure. And so, you know, maybe we shouldn't reach for a receiver this year. Maybe we should show off that, you know, just like Paul is saying, that line on both sides of the ball, and then, you know, make our bank with the Colts or Texans next year and, and uh, make a package for Marvin Harrison Jr. and then really get this ball rolling, you know, with, with these young and and build like that because I, I really I really am excited about Marvin Harrison and this first round pick. As soon as the, as soon as the Texans won, I looked at my wife's cousin because he's a Texas fan. I said, "Thank you, <laughs> so, uh, thank you, sir." So uh, I really think that should, we should really not this year for for you know, maybe a receiver first two thousand. I mean, if it's there, that's available, right? But I, I really do think that we should really start thinking about this twenty four month plan. And we yeah. have Marvin Harrison Jr. in sight next year because, hey, man, if we can build a, a nice, solid team this year and bring that guy into this team next year, uh, yeah, uh, we're really going to be uh, something to see out there in the NFL. It's going to be very exciting to see, especially as a Bears fan living here in the great state of Texas. So that's my thing. Also, uh, if I have to take a main dish. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, here in Texas, man, we take you know, I'm, I'm, That's fun. I'm You're breaking up, my man. I'm, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for the call. You're breaking up a little bit, but we appreciate you always calling. Thanks, Esteban. Yes, Thanks, man. Yes, He's breaking up a little bit, but I, I think I think we get the point. I didn't hear the dish that he was going to bring, but maybe you can tell us next time he calls. James and Munster, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? All happy right. Friday. So we were, uh, happy Friday to you. We were uh, invited to this pool party for uh, quite a few years in a row. Oh, okay. And, and the, the, the first couple of times, is, you know, bring a dish to pass. Sure. We tried to be creative. We did, um, uh, this is a weird one, deep fried deviled eggs. Okay. They do not travel well. They're good fresh. They do not travel well. <laughs> I wouldn't think they would. So no, so let me moisture. so you you make the 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 deviled egg and then you batter it. Yep. You get just the dry like like dry in the uh, like the wet the and you okay, and then yeah. you just dunk and it in. Huh? You, you you dunk it in. You fry it. They're they're great fresh. They do not travel well. So the next year we did uh, our homemade meatballs uh, stuffed with cheese. Put them on the smoker. This was a, this was a party that that for every year we went the number one dish to quote-unquote sell out right away was the Italian beef. You went and got a special, the, the host <laughs> of the party went got the Italian beef special. Sure. Uh, it, it sold out first. It, two batches in, in a crock pot. So we did the the Italian, uh, the, the, the meatballs, stuffed with cheese, light on the barbecue sauce, brought one crock pot in, cleared that crock pot out before half of his first Italian beef crock pot was done. Wow. We owned that We owned that day. <laughs> we <laughs> won. Owned yeah. We won that game. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for the call, Jim. Hey, James, you know what uh, I was thinking about? When you say deviled eggs, the, yes. the first thing that comes to my mind, and it has for years, do you remember a commercial for Miller High Life back in the day where there was a guy on an old recliner who he, you could see like his beer belly sticking out, and he's sitting there with a tray of deviled eggs and a High Life? <laughs> And he's That's just football trophy. he's just manhandling <laughs> deviled eggs and then drinking his high life and that like that's all the commercial was it, it was a commercial that aired 
a lot back in the day. Like I would, I would imagine like mid to late nineties. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's hilarious because <laughs> I do actually deliver beer, Miller products, <laughs> and I love deviled eggs, and I could rest that right on top of my belly. Yeah, I always, whenever someone says or I see deviled eggs, the first thing I think of is that commercial from back in the day for the High Life. And deviled eggs are the greatest, but you got to take it in one bite. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, James. All right, Chris, take care. There's James and Munster. Frankie in Humboldt Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Frankie? What's going on, Black? Yeah, you know, we're talking about uh, the Bears. You know, there's excitement going on that. Not that they're not in the playoffs, but, you know, the first round, you know, overall pick. I just, you know, I think they showed their hand a little bit too much when they, with the Clayton pull uh, wide receiver trade. They gave up a lot for that, even though, you know, I still have hope for them. Um I know that the Bears, you know, tanked at a good time. I think a lot of teams are going to follow suit on what they're doing. So they're like money balling it, but on the football aspect. Um, I see the schedule next next year, man, is not very promising for the Bears because they got some tough opponents. I think uh, next year there should be a start, you know, if they do make some trades, start trying to pick up draft picks for next year and, Try to get that Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd be surprised if they hit 500 with that strength of schedule that they have. But, you know, I'm not going to state the obvious and be like, oh, they could get this and they could get that. But, you know, I don't have too much trust just because of the fact they gave a little bit too much for clean pool. But I don't know. That's just me. But I'm still, you know, it is what it is. I'd say this, though, Frankie. They're going to have a last place schedule. So I I don't think the schedule is as daunting as you may suggest. I mean – they do play the Chiefs next year, so Mahomes is a great quarterback, and Rodgers will be with the Packers. He's very good, but outside of that, they face a lot of teams that have quarterback questions. Uh, yeah, te- that's right. You know, teams from the uh, NFC South, almost all of those teams will have quarterback issues next year. So, I mean, it, right. it's I, I get what you're saying, but then again, it's not like they have, you know, the 10 top quarterbacks in the NFL all on the schedule, and to me... That's not as um, that's not as bad as as it could be. Yeah, well, I just hopefully, you know, I hope for the best. I'm excited. You know, they're not in the playoffs, but they're pretty much the talk of the of the NFL, other sure. than any playoff sure. team. So I'm excited. You know, they got. You know, it's like if he's gonna. Uh, Pose is going to be playing like Madden. He's going to have as much money as salary. Could right. do a bunch of trade options. It's going to be fun, and it's exciting to be a Bears fan. So. Let's just hope they don't uh, they don't mess it up with the first overall pick and uh, see what happens, man. I'm excited, just yeah, like everyone else. Me too. Have a great night, Frankie. All right, you too, guys. All right, see you. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Hello? All right. Uh, here we go. Looking for a night out? Drinks are on the Blackhawks at your next game with the Blackhawks beer pack, starting with just $49 a seat. Each beer pack includes a ticket to the game and credit to two draft beers and other drinks of your choice. Grab your friends for a night out with the Blackhawks. Visit blackhawks.com slash beer pack to secure your seat today. Must be 21 years or older to purchase and please drink responsibly. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. 
You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome, Friday Night Calls on Black and Abdallah, presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Ricky in the South Loop, you're on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome. What's up, Ricky? What's going on, Black? How's your night going? You know, it's good. I, I feel like we, we took a, a weird turn uh, about an hour ago, but I feel like uh, the last <laughs> few callers have gotten it back on track. I feel like we're, we're in the right direction. I, I love that. I'm ready to talk some football with you. So I analyze this stuff really, really deeply, probably too much. Uh, but quite frankly, I've been looking at this, you know, this upcoming season, and I'm looking at the guys who are actually available. Yes. Sure. You can always draft a receiver, but you want to get a guy like A.J. Brown like Philly did, right? Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of guys that are really out there, and so the guy that stands out to me is T. Higgins. Yeah. Right? You know, you look at that team, and you look what they've been able to do with him, and he's put up a lot of stats, kind of been in the shadow of Jamar Chase, but you got to remember, he was the 33rd overall pick. Right, right, so right He was right. still a high guy, and because he was technically a second-round pick, they have to pay him after three years, right? So what are your thoughts on us going to get him, and what do you think we'd have to give up for that? So are you suggesting the Bears make a trade for Higgins this offseason and then pay him for next season? Yeah, that's Cause, what I'm suggesting. Yeah, because he'll be a free agent next year. So if you really right. want to, you know, hold some cap space and go go after him next year, you can without giving anything up. Uh, I love T. Higgins. And, Ricky, I think that Cincinnati has the best wide receiver core in all football with Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. I think Higgins is a number one. So I, I think they've hit the lottery where they have two legit guys who can be number ones. And, yeah. and so I would be all about it. I don't know if... A move like that after what we saw polls do at the deadline, sending in a second-round pick for Claypool, if yeah. if that would be the best idea. Now, you could convince me next offseason, if he doesn't have a new deal and he becomes a free uh-huh. agent, you can convince me to go after him in free agency. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with that because he's only 23 right now. So yeah, he'll be a free really agent at age 24. Proven wide receiver, Stud, uh, six yeah. three two eighteen. Uh, you know he he is legit. I, I would have no problem with that. I would be a little skeptical about giving something up right now for him. Though. Yeah, yeah. So the, the reason I and, I and I agree with you honestly. You, you bring up some great points. If we can get him next year, that's great. But everybody's yeah. going to be trying to get him. Next yeah, that's year. true. You know what I mean? That's I true. think if we trade down and we get a late first round pick, I'd, I'd swing that. I got to go black. But uh, good thank you, Ricky, you, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for the phone call. We go to Paulie in Mount Prospect. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paulie? What's going on, Black? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, listen, I had a couple things I wanted to do. Uh, first, I want to ask about your story the other day. You were talking about you and Abdallah mm-hmm. uh, playing for his first time uh, playing hoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you articulated it very well. You had me really laughing. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I mean, and, you know, you're talking about um, Abdallah double dribbling, traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody getting upset. He also seems like the kind of guy that's going to be setting screens and which turn into more hugs. <laughs> where he's just going to wrap his arms around guys and be like, "Oh, this is this is a screen," because he doesn't know any better, right? But I'm just wondering, like, what had, had he ever watched basketball before that, though? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. He's watched. He just uh, he'd never played it as a kid, and like I, I he must have missed the the gym class where they they taught you like 
the basics of basketball. Um, it, it, it was funny though. Cause like he came with us a couple of times, once at the YMCA and then once, uh, they have courts in Lincoln park. I think it's uh Oz park. There's some yeah. like outdoor car- courts. He came with us over there once and, uh, he didn't really ever mix it up where he like got the ball. Uh, but th- the day that he was with us at the YMCA, it-, it was just hysterical because like I warned the other team before we started <laughs> He doesn't know how to play basketball. He's just out here to be with all of us and, like, you know, getting a sweat on, right? And, like, the third time he he traveled, the dudes were so upset, and they just wanted to fight. And it was like, what are you getting upset about? He's not impacting the game whatsoever. In fact, we're playing a man down. No offense, Abdel, but that's what it was. It was really, like, four on five. And they were like, you know, sometimes you, you meet people in life who are just idiots and they don't, they just like can't comprehend simple concepts. So I understand. They, that's what it no. was. No, the other question I had was uh, regarding the polls. And I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really optimistic. I'm thinking I'm more optimistic about the team this year than I was last year. If okay. they can just get in the playoffs because they seem to be able to play more to their competition when it's the, the top teams, if they can just clean up some of the, the games against the lower-level teams and beat them consistently, right. they could be a real thorn in somebody's side. And possibly, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't expect them to catch a heater by any means and make the finals or anything like that. But I, do, I, I am more optimistic that they can actually win a first-round um, matchup this year than I was last year, even at the end of the season when uh, you know they play the Bucks. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, that, that, it's an interesting uh, concept because they have played better against Eastern Conference teams at the top. Uh, they're two and six against the Celtics, Nets, and Bucks this season. It's different than the the narrative that we had last year. Last year against all of the top teams in either conference, the Bulls struggled. Uh, they didn't play well, but this year they have played better against the better teams in the East. With that said, uh, they're still sitting under five hundred, and we're past the halfway point of this season. Unfortunately, I, I don't agree that they could be better in the playoffs. You know, right now sitting at 21 and 24, I find it hard to believe that if they stick in the playing games, that they'll actually be able to advance and become the eighth or seventh seed. And at that point, I don't see them winning a series against Boston or Milwaukee in the first round. Philly, probably not either. Brooklyn all depends on whether or not Durant and Kyrie are healthy for those series. So, like, whatever the Bulls land as as a first-round series, I don't think that they're going to win that. And and what's going to be weird is the the Bulls, I think, have nine games until the trade deadline. I think that's what I read in uh, Casey Johnson's column earlier today. And it's... You're getting to a point where, like, they haven't necessarily failed this season but they don't really have a path to being very good and the trade deadline's coming up so do you start spinning off pieces for possible picks i mean i i think alex caruso could probably get you something a team fighting for a championship could use caruso i don't know if DeRozan really fits into that category zach does a can you get something for someone like zach levine that's that's impactful enough that it like flips your franchise i don't know and then vooch is a free agent in the offseason like is, is that a does that does someone like what team at the top of either conference 
needs a big like Vooch? The answer is nobody. Celtics don't need him. Bucks don't need him. Philly doesn't need him. You know, Denver doesn't need him. Memphis doesn't need him. Sacramento, probably not. New Orleans, no. I, I, they're in a tough spot. 21 and 24. Coming back from Paris from uh, the game yesterday or the day before in Paris. So they play on Monday against the Hawks. I, I'm going to try and squeeze in an NBA notebook before we leave. Uh, and, and the Bulls were the, the piece that was going to kick off the NBA notebook. Jimmy and Kenosha, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Black. Uh, Hello. As a season ticket holder, mm-hmm. they're going to give us the chance to get our seats in the new stadium, or are they just going to say you're with Soldier Field and that's it? Yeah, so the question is, do you think uh, people who have season tickets at Soldier Field will get a chance to keep? Are you asking the same seats at the new stadium that they build? No, that, that's unnecessary. Just, okay, just a chance to buy seats? Correct. Do we get the, do we get the first chance? turn down our seat that we already own. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm guessing this is how it will work. I'm guessing you will get a chance to turn down purchasing seats. I also would guess that you will get the great opportunity to purchase new PSLs. I would imagine that's what the catch is going to be. I would imagine you're going to be able to buy seats at the new stadium, but with that, you're going to have to buy new PSLs. So say you have two, they're going to ask you to buy four. PSLs. Yeah. I mean, you know, the personal C licenses. Okay. Yeah. So like for people who have season tickets, you had to buy a PSL to own your seats with the idea that you'll always be able to own your seats. The problem is when a team leaves a stadium, they stay at that stadium. Uh... So I would imagine if you want seats at the new stadium you're probably going to have to buy new psls and at sofi with the rams and the chargers i think the psls for for ram season tickets were like upwards of 50 and 60 thousand dollars a ticket so yeah you'll probably get that opportunity that doesn't sound fun (laughs) no no it doesn't no, like, it doesn't, uh, Jimmy. Our, grandpa, our grandpa's had them since 87. No, yeah. just SOL. Yeah, you know, my, my grandfather had them uh, at the end of the, the Wrigley years and in, when they came over to Soldier Field in the early 70s. And uh, my wife's family also had them for about uh, that amount of time as well. So we've had them in the family. And uh, I would imagine that's the way it's going to go because that's just the way it's gone for other major stadiums that have been built in the NFL is when a new team builds, when a team builds a new stadium that comes with new PSLs. Thank you very much. Sorry about that, Jimmy. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Uh, It sucks. Yeah. 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 It sucks. All right. Talk to you. All right, Jimmy. Well, that was, that, that, that took a sad turn there at the end. I mean, I mean, may, hey, maybe, maybe uh, George McCaskey's listening to this fine program right now, and he, he he heard that call, and maybe he says, you know what, we won't we won't do new PSLs at the new stadium. 
and off to the courier. Like, may- maybe that's possible. Like, nothing's set in stone. It's just, I'm pretty sure at SoFi, the, that, the PSLs were a lot of money for new, new seats at that new stadium. I would imagine a new stadium built in six, seven years would be the same way here. All right, more calls coming up next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. On a Friday night here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Taking your calls at 312-332-3776. All calls welcome on a Friday night. Friday night calls. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds. Chicago's new professional rugby team here on Black and Abdallah. Talking with you on ESPN 1000. Uh, As we head into the weekend, we have the NFL Divisional Round. I want to preview these games real quickly. NFL Divisional Round of the Playoffs. Can't wait. So Saturday, things kick off at 3.30. NBC, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City, the favorite by nine points. And I saw uh, one stat for every game heading into the weekend on ESPN.com. The stat to know, and this is what it says on ESPN.com. Generating pressure is one of the keys for Jacksonville in their late season surge. Jacksonville has a 38.6 pressure rate during their five-game win streak to end the regular season. That's second best in the NFL over that span. They sacked Justin Herbert three times in the wild card round. But the Chiefs lead the NFL in pass block win rate at 74%. And Mahomes is number one in the league in QBR and completion percentage at 77% when he doesn't face pressure. So the one stat to know for that game is that Jacksonville has to get to Mahomes. We'll see if he can do that. I I find it tough to, to bet against Mahomes in the playoffs. With that said, usually I like betting when there's a lot of points and a quarterback that I think is, is on the upward, like Trevor Lawrence. This is usually a, a spot where I go with the underdog, but I have a hard time picking against Kansas City at home. That That atmosphere is always really good as well. Giants and Eagles, 7-15, Fox on Saturday. Stat to know in this game, Jalen Hurts has rushed for 760 yards. Daniel Jones has rushed for 708 yards. Combined, over 1,400 rushing yards in the regular season. This provides the most ever for two quarterbacks facing off in a playoff matchup. It's also the first matchup in which both quarterbacks have had 700-plus rushing yards in a regular season. Jones got the majority of his rushing yards via the scramble, over 400 of them, third most. And Jalen Hurts has relied on designed runs, 434 yards on designed runs, third most. So both quarterbacks can get out and run. I think the Giants, their time will come up. The Eagles are the better team. The Eagles win. And I think the Eagles have their way. I I think last week was more about how bad Minnesota was than how good the Giants were. And so I think this week we'll see a correction and the Eagles will take care of business. Sunday, Bengals and the Bills, 2 o'clock, CBS. I think this is the game of the weekend. 
Uh, both of these teams can win the Super Bowl. You have two great quarterbacks, Burrow and Allen. And the Buffalo Bills are the favorite by five and a half points. The stat to know on ESPN.com. Cincinnati receiver Jamar Chase has had nine straight games with at least seven receptions. Fifth longest streak since 1970. The merger. And that includes the playoffs. Bills receiver Stephon Diggs has had at least three 100-yard receiving games in the playoffs with the Bills. It's the second most in Buffalo Bills history behind Andre Reid's five after going for 114 yards in the team's wild card win last week. So both wide receivers, number one guys, my my opening thoughts tonight about the the Bears having a blueprint in the Eagles into the future. A part of that is having a number one wide receiver. Both the Bengals and the Bills have that. Uh, I am absolutely taking the points and Joe Burrow. That dude is legit. I think there's going to be an extra chip on the shoulder of the Bengals. I think they think they should be hosting this game. I think the Bengals win. So I'm going to take the Bengals and the points. And the final game this weekend, divisional round of the NFL playoffs, 5.30 on Fox, the Cowboys and the 49ers. 49ers 13-4, the Cowboys 12-5. The 49ers are favored by four. Here's the stat to know on ESPN.com. Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa, 49er edge rusher, and then the Cowboys edge rusher. They know a thing or two about getting to the quarterback. Parsons led all defenders during the regular season with 74 pressures, while Bosa ranked third with 58. Parsons led all edge rushers in pass rush win rate this season at 30.4%, while Bosa ranked ninth at 21.5%. Bosa topped the NFL in sacks with 18.5%. And Parsons, with 13.5, was seventh in the NFL. I think the Cowboys are going to struggle offensively against the Niners' defense. And and the key there is something we've discussed all week on the different shows when we're filling in for Greeny or here on Black and Abdallah. You know, we we talk about football outsiders' DVOA rankings and their DVOA stats. It's basically an efficiency rating for sides of the ball, right? Offense, defense, special teams. They take into consideration each down and distance for the entire season to give you a number. And with that number, that's where we get the rankings. When you look at the teams that are left this weekend, out of the the eight teams left, seven of the eight teams rank in the top ten in offensive DVOA as a unit. Those teams, Buffalo, San Francisco, Philly, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and New York. The Giants are 10th. Jacksonville, they're 9th. The only team playing this weekend that's not in the top 10 of offensive DVOA, it's the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 15th. And the Cowboys are facing the 49ers defense, which is one of the very best in the National Football League. So when I look at this game, I get that there's a third-string rookie quarterback starting for the Niners. Their offense is explosive, though, and their defense is so good, I find it hard to believe that the Cowboys are going to win. Chances are the, the Niners will probably cover that number of the four. That's that's likely the way I'm going to lean, is 49ers, just because I don't think the Cowboys will be able to keep pace with what the Niners are going to be able to do offensively. And then you mix in the fact that San Francisco defense 
is just so much better. I think that's where you're going to find uh, the difference in that game. So it's going to be a good game, of, uh, good set of games this weekend. The NFL division around the NFL playoffs. Chris Block here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We go to Mike in Willow Springs. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, Chris. Thanks a lot for taking my call. First What's up, man? What's going on? Um, two things I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, number one is um, the uh, the Bears uh, draft. I have no problem if they trade down to number two, but I'm a huge, huge Will Anderson fan, um, the edge rusher from uh, yeah. Alabama. Um, I, I, you know, you guys talked all week. You talked just a minute ago. You win in the NFL with uh, uh, a great, good to great quarterback and rushing the passer. And I don't. I think I think Will Anderson has a chance to be a generational talent. And uh, you're not going to get him at three, four, five. It's either going to be one or two. I think. Sure, sure. That, that, that's who I'm on board with uh, with them getting. Um, and then the second thing is, I wanted to talk a little bit. Not not a huge fan of Ryan Poles. Um, the whole the whole trade fiasco with the Claypool. You know, um, you know, not giving up the Roquan pick later in the second. And, you know, maybe the Packers were dangling their pick, and he, you know, gave them, gave him, the, you know, what turned out to be the first pick in the second round. What I didn't like this week was I think the press conference was only 11 minutes. I don't know who, what Einstein with the Bears decided that was a good idea. But who, Whose press uh, conference was 11 minutes? Uh, Ryan Pohl. This week? Yeah, they cut it short. It was just his end of the year last week. Whatever no, it no, no, no. It, it was longer than that. It was like 30 minutes. I oh, I thought it was like eleven. I thought I read it was eleven minutes. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Because I I I, uh, I sat and uh, edited that for the I station. They cut it I... short is what I read. Read. No, but no, no, no. no. It was one they... of the one of the questions, Chris. They asked him about Claypool. Yeah, and he he said something along the lines of, "I'm not even blinking." About that yeah, thing. yeah. He d- he did say that it, it wasn't cut short and it, it was longer than eleven minutes. Okay. He he was up there for like thirty minutes. And I, okay. I'm pretty sure Eberflus sat next to him, and nobody asked a question to Eberflus. But he oh, he also he also talked the day before. But okay, yeah. well, I, I'll I'll uh, I believe I'll check into that. But yeah. um, on, on the on the comment about Claypool, mm-hmm. it just reminded me of Ryan Pace. I thought it was arrogant uh, and showed hubris. I thought he could have answered it that you know we were you know we're expecting more. He's going into a contract year. We've got all off season. But to say I'm not even blinking when he's getting completely raked over the coals. For, yeah. for totally overpaying for Claypool, I thought was arrogant. Yeah, and, I, uh, I understand. Um, I, I get I get why you feel that, Mike. Um, I think what Ryan Poles was trying to point to is that he's not worried because Claypool didn't have an offseason to, to get in sync with the offense. I think that's what he's kind of pointing to as far as not blinking. Um, he, he could he, have answered it that way. Yeah, he, I mean, he was also asked about a, a contract extension, and he didn't commit. He he said like we, you know, he needs a play. So like, at least he's okay. not committing to like paying Claypool long term. But I think the way he was kind of suggesting is that we need to get Claypool in here for a full off season to to understand. And I'm pretty sure in that same answer, he said that the wide receivers who had the best success this year with Fields. Or guys that were who worked out with Fields in the off season. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said that. I'm not. I'm not being a, a Johnny come lately. The day they made the trade, yeah, there's three factors. One is, you know, everyone and their brother said that it's a weak free agency class coming up for receivers. Number two, the weak draft for receivers for for top end receivers. 
Right. But number three, and again, maybe he considered it, but I find it hard to believe. There, you know, there was going to be teams, i.e., DeAndre Hopkins, possibly Devontae Adams, and others, where teams were going to rebuild. And you know, here, here's three guys that were traded for second rounders: Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, and Claypool. Who doesn't belong in that conversation? Claypool. Right. Right. I, it, it was just mind blowing to me. And uh, well, you know, Paul's honeymoon is going to be over here. I mean, you know, he's, he's got a lot of work to do, and uh, you know, the next the next uh, six months are going to be huge. Mike, uh, I see uh, Nick, one of our tweeters, great listeners, says that the polls presser from the day the Warren press conference took place was 11 minutes. I was he- I-, I was here. I wasn't even aware that polls spoke that day because I know George okay. was up there. George spoke for a long time after Warren spoke. Okay. I, I wasn't. That's what I thought I read. I mean that yeah. that's my fault. I I didn't. I wasn't even aware that Ryan Paul spoke again. I know he spoke last week after the season ended. And that yeah, was no, well over 11 minutes, but I was not aware that he spoke again. Yeah, and and like I said, it just uh, like I said, the honeymoon is starting to end, and we'll see. There, All right, you know, good stuff. I'm not going to you know, crucify him for one one uh, bad decision, but I, I just I thought he handled it arrogantly, and I didn't okay. care for it. All right, I appreciate the call, Mike. Call again, okay? Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call. No problem. Blucky and Abdallah, Friday night calls. We have a lot of calls to get to. We have good question. I have an update on Chauncey's picks. We have a lot to do. We have only 10 minutes. we got to get through this break. We'll be right back. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Friday Night Calls presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Black and Abdallah will be back on Monday here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah will return. And we will talk to you at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We'll be back on Monday. It should be a good weekend of football. I have this huge NBA notebook here that I think Abdallah is going to get his way. I don't think we're going to have time for this incredible NBA notebook I prepared. It's a shame. Here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We'll see if we can fit it in. We have some calls to get to as well. Uh, Kale Jacoby, thank you for producing tonight's show. I'm going to give a credit to Jake Cantu. He stopped in. He helped out. So shout out to to Jake. You're getting a producer credit for the show, Jake. So shout out to Jake. Uh, Here on the program, once a week, we bring to you the segment Good Question, where we score the host at ESPN 1000. You get a point if a guest says good or great question. Let's get to this week's edition of Good Question. You want me to let me finish talking? You ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Don't interrupt me, okay? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? How could you ask me a question like that? I'm on Burgundy? Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? Here we go, this week's edition of Good Question. Tom, in terms of marquee, we've got a number of listeners that are asking, is it going to get onto YouTube TV? Is there going to be a stream situation where people can say, hey, man, I missed a whole... We have one guy who said, I I missed a whole season of the Cubs because he switched to YouTube TV and they're not on YouTube TV. What 
can you enlighten us on where Marquee is headed, where the broadcasts are headed? Yeah, it's, it's a good question, Mike. Mike, you know we value Waddle. your opinion greatly on important conversations and, 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 and value your perspective on things. Diversity has been obviously a focus for George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears. When you look at the structure of their franchise right now, how do you feel about what they have done? That, that, Tommy, this is a great and necessary question. All right, so I, I also have to add, uh, Sylvie had a late point this afternoon, but I already put together the good question, so it didn't make the montage today. So Sylvie gets a point for this week. Uh, so the leaderboard now in 2023, Tom Waddle has four, Papoil has one, Connor McKnight has one, Sylvie has two, Yurko one, Cap one. That's our leaderboard for good question at this point here in the 2023 season of good question on Black and Abdallah. So Waddle once again out to an early lead. He has four good questions here in the first month of the contest. I want to update Chauncey's football picks. If you noticed on the NFL schedule this weekend, there is no animal matchup. Some have suggested, what about Bengals Bills? If you do the research, the Bills are not named after an animal. They are named after a frontiersman. So Bengals Bills is not an animal matchup. Therefore, Chauncey, for the most part, is basically over for the season. Unless Jacksonville and Cincinnati both win and play next week. So that's the only animal matchup that could be left on the board. Unless the Eagles get to the Super Bowl and the Bengals or the Jaguars get to the Super Bowl. Chauncey finishes the season 29-20. and 20. That's pretty good. Uh, thank you for everyone who called tonight. Uh, it's been a good night, and we'll be back on Monday at 6 here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.